Welcome to Pontunamanus Offroad, your home for all the latest club news and views. I'm Paul. I'm Laura. And I'm Matty. Hi everyone and welcome to Pontuna Runners. I'm joined tonight by my fellow podcasters, uh, Laura Choke. Hi Laura. Hi. Hi. And Matty Bell. Hi Paul. Hi, Hi Matty. Hello. Um, so we're back together again because it's been a while since all three of us have, well, it's the first time I think. No, actually. no, no. We had a, a date night once in Twin Farms a long time oh, ago. yes. Yeah. I can't remember. Was I there? Yeah, yeah, it was before Christmas. Or yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Oh God, yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's because you just memorable of me, obviously not for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's going well already this episode, isn't it? It is that. Um, so it's great to have it's great to have you back, Laura. So Thank you. Um, we always start our episodes with just catching up on what we've all been up to. So it's Tuesday night, and it's obviously Bladen. How was Bladen for you two guys? Laura. I loved it. I yeah. loved that it was shorter than normal. But <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd known just how short it was going to be because I would have put a kick in sooner. But I thought the temperature was maybe a little bit too hot, but pretty much perfect. There was no wind. It was a lovely day. People came out to support. Great atmosphere. I really enjoyed it. It was quite cool waiting around on Grey Street, but actually on when you got onto Scottswood Road, it was quite warm in the sun, wasn't it? Yeah. It, it did warm up, didn't it? Yeah, I thought the conditions were absolutely perfect. They were, they yeah. were perfect, weren't they? Yeah, because you know, I ran down, we parked at the finish, ran to the start to get five miles in and then did the event. It felt warm running down on the south side then on the actual race itself. It was, I thought it was almost what perfect. What was your route on the way to Bladen then? We just parked, you know, Elliot, where yeah. parked at the end but then ran through past Elliot's work and then... Along the time? Yeah, on the right, side okay. side, just that through Johnson Stades and yep. in that way. I really like that run, so nice. it was good. And then stopped at the bottom of Dean Street and walked up. So you weren't too bothered about time, were you then? Absolutely no? not. Well, I couldn't be, no, not, not the way it went. But yeah, no, I wasn't bothered at all. I was wanting to get the 10 miles in. Yeah, yeah. A good good uh, number of guys from the club doing it. How many? 66, yeah, yeah, well, did you say? I think we're going to talk about it. Aren't we? Yeah, we'll I mean, talk about it. But Yeah, but I think 66 is what it says on results base. Mm-hmm. So that's amazing, really. Some good pictures yeah. on the Chronicle as well. And we, we had some people doing it for the first time, like their first race ever. And I could see them buzzing beforehand and then yeah. buzzing even more afterwards, yeah. having done it. I mean, what a wonderful race to start with. Yeah, I think it's a great race, Blaine, actually. I, I th- the timings weren't great, were they really? It worked mm. for me because I was doing the longer run with people, which was what I wanted to do. But I think the quarter past seven start was a bit of a... Yeah. You know, it was a late finish. By the time we got to the Blackbird back here for our debrief in the pub it was you know it was late it was late on so that was a bit not bad it wasn't it was didn't affect it that too much and then I thought the start was fine the finish I thought Morrison's worked quite well as well you know yeah. you were in and I think maybe because it was closer mm. Mm. what's the debrief of the of the race then that happened in the flat well, did you just did start. you just go over the race tactics the, yeah. the routes <laughs> I was the, talking about the elevation we went all through that. A, yeah went through every 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 couple and, of and how it all went with everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. and how your nutrition was and all your preparation. <laughs> Very much perfect. So. Do you want to talk us through your nutrition? <laughs> well, my nutri- yeah, my nutrition didn't go down too well because I went out for a bike ride in the morning with Elliot um, and some of the other guys, uh, and just didn't refuel at all. So hardly ate on the Sunday and then tried to do ten miles and literally towards the end of it was on my backside, but managed to get through it. So happy and hopefully my body's now trained to work when it has no fuel, so I'll be fine next weekend but you did I mean that was the reason why you why you ran in it was just a bit of training for that oh yeah it was all training yeah I wasn't going to do I had thank you very much Neil Ward I took his place you know pretty late on uh, just to get the miles in yeah yeah 
But I shouldn't be talking about that. You, should, you guys should be talking about the buzz of the Blade and Race and the what buzz. it means. And it was great. Running it hard because you guys had great times. I did a pretty good time, if I may say so. But yeah, I mean, well, I got a PB for the Blade and so I'm quite happy with it that. It was a little bit congested <laughs> at the start, but it usually is. So it's not a criticism. It's just the way it is in town, you know, yeah. and the way the route is. Yeah, but, and um, in, in their defence on that, you know, they made it pretty clear that things yes. were going to change this year because yeah. of certain road layouts and it would be tight at the start, so yeah. please just walk through yeah. and then when it fans out, yeah. run your race. So they made it clear that was going to be the case. So yeah. anybody whinging about that, not saying you are poor, no. you know, <laughs> was given prior warning. Yeah. I think it might have helped me, to be honest, because it stopped me going off too fast. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, there it was, was quite so good for quite me, because I'm notorious for going off too fast, and yeah. it stopped me doing that. So well, you, well we nice. were together, weren't we? And then you went yeah. off flying, and yeah. I thought, OK, and see you later. And then you decided, I'm going to overtake you, <laughs> and then you flew off. Yeah, well, I just managed to catch you up and hang on, really. But um, So what were your times? Mine was 38-something. 3808, yeah. I think, or 39 something. 39-something. To break 40 minutes, though, is pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. I think so, for five... 5.4 miles, no, so normally miles. it's 5.7, so it was a little bit shorter, but not a lot. Um, Full respect. Yeah, it's good. Okay, so what we thought we'd talk about um, in this episode is um, just to catch up with, with Laura, because you're back from Kenya, and you've obviously you've been around the last few weeks with the club and stuff, and you've been around about six weeks now, yeah, back, back yes. some, from, from Kenya. So we thought we'd just catch up with a few, a few thoughts of your trip and, yeah. how, it, and how it went, what, what kind of impression it's made on you. Um, and then we're going to have a race, a race catch up, club catch up, really from from you, Matty, on the different races that have been happening since the last time we talked about it, which was um, end of April. And then we're going to have a quick catch up on the try, the sprint try, and the go tries, and what's been happening, which I can probably catch up on because I've been involved in organising it, as you know. So I can probably give everyone a bit of an update on what's going on. So, so Laura, Kenya, you're back. Um, <laughs> I'm back. Is it only six weeks? Yes, I came back very end of April. Wow. So, yeah. Is it a distant memory or is it still...? In some ways it's a distant memory, in other ways it just feels like yesterday. Mm-hmm. Can't quite get my head around it. Um, but fitness is slowly coming back, so that feels better. Completely lost my fitness when I was away. Because you didn't really get a chance to... It's too hot and... Too busy. Stuff to, and too, busy. too hot, too dangerous, kind of. Because nobody would run with me. Um, and I wasn't fast enough to run with the big packs of Kenyan runners that were going around because they're all Olympic athletes. So I was just kind of stuck running on my own, which I tried a couple of times, but mm. I just got too much attention. I got followed by people. It was just oh, right. couldn't Why do wouldn't it. people run with you then? Because, um, surprisingly, all the Kenyans that I knew in the town just weren't interested in any sort of physical activity oh, whatsoever. Oh, see, they don't do running, right. Okay. Yeah, they don't even walk. Like, I would suggest walking around the corner to a shop. They'd be like, no, it's too far. So, literally, it was just me trying to run on my own and then just getting... But did you get a chance to meet any of the top Kenyans then? Did you see them like, uh, running around then? Like, yeah, we. It was, it was an amazing sight. You'd have to be up at, like, half five, half four in the morning to see them, but you'd see a big pack of, like... 30-yard Kenyan runners just running past speed of light, just, like, making it look so easy and effortless. But when I ran, I was totally out of breath because the altitude just totally hit me. Mm -hmm. So seeing them running like that just made me realise how good they actually are. And they weren't even trying. Yeah, just floating over. Yeah. So what was the issue, again, sorry, harping back to it, with 
when you were running so was that when you were running solo and you were getting like harassed or followed or yeah. was that like a, a male thing that the men or was it just everybody or kids or <laughs> every everybody yeah. but particularly the men right um they would just see because they'd stick out a mile there were mm. no other white people there yeah. so mm. they would see you straight away and they'd be following you like hey mazungu and yeah. like um i couldn't run fast to get away from yeah. them because i was struggling with the mm. altitude and i just thought i can't i can't do this and that just doesn't make it any fun does it then? no that, yeah so yeah that was a shame i lost lost my fitness but other than that the the actual project itself was great I mean, it was hard work. There were lots of barriers to overcome, cultural barriers, language barriers, uh, religious barriers, all sorts of different things that we came up against. Um, Not having a lot of resources, having very, very basic things around you. But at the same time, I had an amazing team. I met amazing people. And actually being free from kind of all the resources and the emails and stuff that you've got here allows you to be really creative and just come up with solutions to everyday problems that you see. So you found out that your brain operated in a different yeah. way because you weren't tied to your phone or tied to your laptop, totally. tied to your computer. Yeah, mm. and that's been one of the most depressing things about coming back, actually, just how structured everything is here. Mm. Um, you had a lot more freedom over there, and it was a lot more informal. Yeah. So that's been difficult to adjust back to, actually. Can I imagine? Mm. Yeah. Interesting. One of the things you mentioned before um, you went, I seem to remember when we were chatting, was this thing about um, like witchcraft and stuff. Yes. Did you, and you were a bit apprehensive about how you might deal with that if you came up against yeah. this cultural thing. Did, did you come up against it or not? Yeah, and I, when I'd heard about it, I mm. kind of thought, oh, maybe it's just like a small subset of people that think that, but no, it's not. It's very Quite widely mainstream. believed that, you know, if somebody gets a disability or is born with a disability or, or just something goes wrong in their life, they must have done something wrong, they must have deserved it, mm. and you better not talk to them because it's probably contagious. And that was like that was so difficult. Um but and you that's just, widespread, like Yeah. Really and, commonly and are, believed. And are there programmes run by VSO and others then to try to counter that? And, and yeah. how are they being effective or I mean it? we spent a lot of our time just trying to tell people, you know, this is not the case, this disability is a normal thing. Somebody with a disability can lead a completely normal life. They can do all sorts of things. I'm trying to show them examples of people who've done this kind of thing. Um, Like, for a start, they didn't believe that white people could be deaf or that you could get a disability if you were white. And so we showed them, yes, you can, but look, they can go on and they can do amazing things. They can be Paralympians. They can do whatever. Um, So it did change some people's minds, but still, most people... <clears throat> still believe that a long way to go mm. it's um it's widespread all over africa though isn't it those sorts yeah. of beliefs um, as well as sort of other prejudices that they've got against other other people too so have you got any plans to go back or i would love to go back um i've been actively looking at so you are kind of, yeah um projects that are based in newcastle that are doing work out there oh, so right. i think i will i will probably end up going back but i'm keeping in contact with all my vso contacts out there as well so yeah. they've got their next group of volunteers out there at the moment and that's an all deaf group of volunteers mm-hmm. so um that'll be really interesting to see if people's perceptions of the white volunteers who are deaf have mm-hmm. changed since the first lot went yeah oh wow so is that always going to be in kenya for you or do you is it, it's a vso do they have 
Are they like worldwide? They are worldwide, so I'd quite happily go elsewhere, oh, but nice. I do have a special place in my heart for Kenya now. No, yeah, mm. exactly. Oh, I think it's so exciting, and I'm. You should be really proud. I think mm. we should be honest to doing that and giving you Thank time you. for that. Yeah, it's been a great job. I mean, um, would you recommend it to other people? I would definitely. It's like, it's quite an eye-opening thing to do, and I. I thought that it was going to be before I went. I knew it was going to be eye-opening, but not in the ways that I anticipated it was going to be. So I'd really, I'd recommend it, even if you just go, not necessarily to volunteer, but go um, to Kenya or anywhere in sub-Saharan Africa. Get out of the main city and get out into the rural communities and just see how people are living and see how welcoming everybody is. Mm. It's not as big and scary as you think it's going to be. Mm. Good stuff. Thanks, Laura. Um, oh, well done. Well, well done. Yeah, terrific. It's good to have you back, um, and hopefully, you know, you're back into the swing of swing of things with the club now, and yes. getting fit, getting yourself fit. Well, I'm bricking it because I'm doing the Lakesman <laughs> this weekend, and um, actually, actually, says with a glass of red wine. <laughs> 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 I've been training hard. It's not the first one either, is it? Let's be honest. It's not. I've also had a burger and two lots of chips yeah. and a dessert. I think you wow. finished off my <laughs> chips as well, didn't you? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, look, that, that brings us on to some of, some of the club activities because there's been a lot going on in the club, hasn't there? And obviously there's a whole... We'll come on to maybe the other Lakesman a bit later on, but Matty, road races, there's been a lot happening, hasn't there? There's since? been loads, yeah. Well, I checked out um, when our last podcast was that we reviewed any sort of races and it was April the 27th when we met on, I think it was on the Friday actually, so the 27th of Saturday, the 28th was London Marathon, so we've missed that, we've, we've previewed it, um, which obviously yeah. we, we mentioned who was running, Yeah. Um, you know, what I've written down here is apologies yeah. for missing this out, we've had a pretty hectic schedule, everything like that, so we Helen O'Neill, we did mention Paul O'Neill got a three hour marathon, didn't we, Do you remember? That was, <laughs> yeah. Just. And you correct, yeah. You I did, I corrected your time because you hadn't done your um, prep. Homework, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, but I've done my prep. <laughs> Good. Yeah. It's all typed up and it is, yeah. It's looking spot so on. Helen, so, over to you. Paul's the better half. Helen completed her first marathon in 4.51.09, which is fantastic. Amazing. Mm. Yeah. Because we've all done marathons here and we know how well, it incredible takes. it is, yeah. Nicola Conlon, uh, who ran as part of the Incredibles, who we've also discussed. Um, she ran, I presume, in the group at 4.14.02. Well done. David Levison, uh, 3.37.06. And then the standout, um, Rob Holt, 2.36.22, mm. which is a club record. That's unbelievable. That's a club record. Yeah, our wow. club record, yeah. Well, obviously, we've got so Ray, good. but he wasn't um, a club <laughs> member at the time. But yeah, still as a club him? member, that is the fastest. Wow. It's about 30 minutes behind Mo then, isn't it? Yeah, it's closer to Mo than he is to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, well done to him. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, Rob, obviously, if you can try and improve and catch Mo next time, that yeah. would be great. Exactly. <laughs> Room for improvement, so always. Yeah, again, I really want to say apologies to those guys because London Marathon especially holds a place for me and, and I wanted to, I love to big it up. And yeah. It's so hard to get into, so yeah. well done to them. Yeah. Apologies for leaving it again, but... Well yeah. done, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, well done, everyone who, who was down there in London. Yeah. Um, some relays. Yeah, chronologi- I'm going through this chronologically. Yeah, there's fast seconds, there's loads to catch up on. May the 8th was Gordon Smith, which did you do, Laura? That was the one at Cobalt Business Park? Yes, I did, and it was a freezing cold it day. Was it was horrible. It? it was horrendous. Yeah. It was, the weather was awful, I didn't do it. 
Um, Amelia registered the team, so I wanted to give her a little bit of sh- a mini <laughs> yes, shout out yeah. for thanking that. She did a great job. She did do a great job, yeah. I'll, I'll not say anything else on that. <laughs> I think, yeah, in registering the team, she did that. And um, I didn't realise there's also a buffet there as well. Yeah, but I didn't realise that either, so I just went home. Well, it was wet and cold. <laughs> but Heidi, getting a standard podcast mention, she found the free buffet. Of course. Yeah, exactly. Scouser. You can go down that alley. <laughs> um, May the 12th um, was Solway Half, um, which was we had four guys went across to Solway, which is on the West Coast. Uh, Richard Hunter, Richard Nations events. We won the men's team prize because we had second place, sixth place and seventh place runners, which is amazing. And that was Martin, James and Roland. Incredible. And Miv tagged along as well, just for the car journey by the sounds of it. <laughs> um, no, I'm only joking, Miv. I know you did run. Uh, so well done to them. It's a nice part of the world, actually, because um, just as an aside, Paul Downey and uh, Chris May and I did the Kirkbride half, mm-hmm. which is around the corner from there. Yeah. And it's pretty flat. Is that on the other side of the Solway Firth or whatever it would be? No, it's, it's on the same side, I think, as where that race is. Yeah. It's in a similar sort of area. Well, they all came um, back and said it was a lovely yeah, place to run. And, and it is. It's a nice part of Cumbria that you don't really see. But anyway, carry on. No, it's fine. I wasn't uh, anything in there for. <laughs> uh, May the 15th, Black Hill Relays. Now, you definitely did these. I did. And it's like, if, if anyone's never done it before, I'd thoroughly recommend it. But do look on my Strava for Black Hill Relays because the elevation is just like a straight up and down V. You're basically down for a mile and then up for a mile. But you get a lovely um, chilli afterwards and there's a buffet and sometimes they do a quiz. There's a nice oh. clubhouse. It's really good. Mm. I'd recommend it. Yeah, so we had one team out, didn't we? And we yes. were top 15, which we is were. amazing as well. No, well done, guys. And I've got, yeah, written down here, it was Roland, yourself and Dave Legg. Yes. So the important bit about this one is that you have to have a lady per team. Yeah. And that's the, the only reason that we had one team was because there was only me wanting to run oh, from the ladies', ladies side. Yeah. So oh. next year, we need a lot more ladies. There was mm. a few disappointed men because we had quite mm. a few... Uh, Blokes who put yeah. their names forward, but uh, was it midweek? It was midweek, wasn't it? Yeah, Unfortunately, the relays in the summer do seem to fall yeah. on the Wednesdays. Yeah. There's um, yeah. an upcoming one in Gosford that we'll talk about later, which yeah. is on a Sunday, uh, but most of them fall on, on a Wednesday, so numbers can be down, but we did have enough men to uh, get at least another couple of teams. But So the ladies need to pull their finger yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. So then the following weekend was May the 19th, which was the peer-to-peer run. Now, I wanted to mention this because this was one of our leaders, Theo's 40th birthday celebrations. Happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. So well done to him. And there was a a, a really big turnout. I've listed everybody's names here, uh, but I can't go through them all because we're going to be here for hours. So well done to them. Uh, And I know that they all ran in quite a big group at the end and helped each other over. And I think a lot of them were really appreciative to Theo again because he was helping them through. And we've talked about that before, how he's great with that kind of thing. So... Thoroughly deserved birthday celebrations, and I saw more with a beer afterwards, so I was very jealous. <laughs> it's, it's just so not always about the times, isn't it? It's no. just about getting out there and doing it, it and doing it with other yeah. people. But that it's was just, predominantly, you know, we're talking great. about finishing first male in the other groups and things like that. That peer to peer was predominantly probably B, C group runners, yeah. which is great to see because, yeah. you know, we're. We bang the drum all the time about the quality performances we have, yeah. but it's even better to say what a great turnout we had from all those people. Well, I think at Bladen as well, there were, yeah. there were a lot of new faces, weren't there, like at Bladen yeah. as well. Which doing their first runs, yeah, yeah, it was great. It's great. Yeah. So on to May the 26th, Edinburgh Half and full marathon weekend. I've never done that. Have you been up there to do that? I've done the uh, my done the marathon, yeah. Oh, right, that's yeah. my first marathon was at, was at Edinburgh. Yeah. yeah. 
So, yeah, it's usually a packed marathon weekend, that's what I'm saying, because normally, like, uh, Kenna's, uh, Roland, Depp. have you been up there to that one? Yeah, that was my first marathon as well. Oh, it seems to be yeah. a lot of people's yeah. first marathons, yeah, isn't yeah, I've it? never done it, yeah, so, yeah. but I think it was being watered down with a lot of people getting ready for tries, London, yeah. Manchester, because obviously quite a big group of us went to Manchester. So, yeah. But we had four half marathon runners, Fiona Nicholson, Paul Roxborough, Limidge Reward, and Dawn Roxborough. Yeah. who all did great times as you can see there um, and one marathon runner Paul Gerard well done, as Paul. well in yeah. five hours five minutes which is you know fantastic because it's just such a ridiculous distance it is it is it is, yeah. it is you know yeah. it's such a long way yeah so that's really it I've got a I've got a little bit from other events that we've done uh, okay. that I've seen, but it's just apologies again it's just too many to go through everything so mm. other events that we've had representation at is Bamburgh 10k Sunderland 10k and half marathon, which are on the same day. Obviously, Sunday's Blade and Race, which we just talked about, 66 finishers. Um, stand up performance from that, Rob Holt again, mm-hmm. 47th place. Amazing. And just a ridiculously strong field as well, because we're talking about the top, top, top of the Northeast turning mm. out for that. So, mm. you know, full respect for that. Apologies to anybody I've missed or any races that I've missed. But what I wanted to say was, Paul, that if we could get people to, to let us know when they're doing races that might yeah. be a little bit off the wall, or if we've missed something, just email in at podcast at pontelandrunners.org.uk. And that goes for future, future races, results from past races. We will shout them out, yep. because that's what it's about, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone's having a good time this summer, aren't they? Just getting yeah. involved in stuff. Every um, time I go on Strava, there's like a whole load of different things that I didn't even know was happening. I'd like to hear from anybody who's doing some trail races. Mm. You know, exactly. because um, it was one of the things I wanted to do this year was get, in, get into a few of those like really short trail races, the ones where you don't need any gear or anything, you just turn up. Well, yeah, so I don't know what's going on. We've talked about those before, yeah. haven't we? Because Dave Legg does them. And yeah. I think you turn up, it's about three quid or something on the door. Yeah. And if you finish like 76, they get a bottle of Hobgoblin or something. And yeah. it's a bit weird. They give big <laughs> yeah. spot prizes for, but I think they're really good fun. Yeah. So I'm yeah. Those. yeah. Definitely. So I've just got a couple more if, if I've got time. I'm, yeah, of course you have, Matthew. Go for it. Are you happy with that, Paul? Yeah, I'm I know you're a bit of a with that stopwatch. <laughs> um, triathlons. Yes. We've had Anik and Ashington try, obviously, in May. Uh, we had really good representation in both of those. I did Anik try uh, badly, but um, loads of other people did them and did really well. Podiums for Mick and Daniel Buffham at Anik. Uh, Ashington, I don't know if we did have any podiums there. Apologies if I missed that, but I went up to watch. It was good fun. And Northumberland try to last weekend. That was a standard distance. Mick Meany won his age category, and that was his first standard distance try. Wow, that's amazing. So, yeah, I put my notes here. Yeah, big future awaits for that one. So that's good. Maybe a shout-out for Mick, because he, he did the Aquathon, didn't he, for GBR in Spain? He certainly did, in northern Spain. Yeah. So good. well done, Mick. Good call, yeah. Good for that. And then I've just got our very own go tries, but I know that you're the man for well, that. Well, shall I so, give everyone a bit yeah. of an update on the on the on the events? Because the go tries have been like massively popular again. So we've had two so far um, um, in the run up uh, to the sprint. Um, great turnout. Everyone's totally enjoyed themselves. Um, you know, John McGargle has found his niche and everyone <laughs> loves him in that role and he loves it himself um which is just great because he is a marshal coordinator and he just gets everybody on board and we all just want to do it for him because he's such good such good fun so well done john for for getting everyone together and and really um getting plenty of marshals which 
I know from being the tail marshal and, and getting getting some interaction with some of the guys who have done the event, they they just love it, mm. um, and it's and it's because of the marshals and the organisation. So well done to everybody who's participated. Well done to everyone who has helped out. Being a marshal is good fun. If you haven't been a marshal yet, then you need to you know and you want to see what it's like. Well, you know, um, just get involved because it is good fun. Just just being part of the event, isn't it? Yeah, I'll second that. I. I marshaled last year and I'd never done a triathlon before so I didn't really know what I was doing or what I was talking about but I had a great time cheering people on yeah probably more fun than actually doing the race I mean it's not hard none of the roles are hard don't think you can't do it you just you know and John will brief you as to what what he wants you to do um you know um I I hadn't done the tail one before so I, I went out in my car after or the last bike and made sure that yeah, the last it. bike I was all right. You off. Yeah, and then <laughs> then when I got back to the car park, I then ran the the ran the run route just and caught up the last runner and nice. accompanied that person home and along with a few others that we picked up on the way. It was really good that yeah. wasn't it when when you came in with that last lady on the first go try with the, it was quite a big bunch of marshals running with yeah. it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, I mean, there were some you know people of all ages doing this mm-hmm. and it's and it's just great. So, in terms of um, the sprint, because this is what we're all now thinking about, yeah. the sprint try for Pontyland is 30th of June on Sunday. So if you do want to get involved in um, <coughs> being a marshal for that, then just let um, John McCargill know. If you don't know John, and just email in at podcast at pontylandrunners.org.uk and I'll put you in touch with John. Um, it's going to be a huge event. It kicks off all the action will kick off at around about 6 o'clock in the morning. All the, all the cyclists and all the competitors rather will, will start to assemble. Um, we have at the moment today 158 people participating. Wow. Fantastic! It's you know, really we've good. got some teams coming. So the Incredibles are going to be there. I think they've got. Oh, I think they've got four teams in. All <laughs> oh, right, brilliant. Four teams of three. So there's going to be a big representation from the Incredibles. It's going to be great <laughs> fun. Um, but but yeah, I mean, um, you know, there are still a few places left. So if you do, how want, long are entries going to stay open for? Twenty first of June. Um, or really until the places um, sort of fill out. I mean, we did have a maximum of 160, but I think, I think we can squeeze in a few more. Mm-hmm. You know, so. How do people sign up? They go to our website and look at it on the Pontine and uh, Try website. There's a link, or they just go straight onto Results Base, uh, and they can find uh, the event on Results Base great. and sign up. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a great event. We're going to have um, some physiotherapists there at the finish. The coffee guys coming. Um, the burgers, the burger yeah, the burger, the burgers are going to be there. So big, big thanks to to Duncan again this year uh, for for contributing the burgers for us. Um, um, and I hear there's going to be a podium. Yeah, um, obviously, well, not obviously, but Neil and Lynn um, have got a spot on the podium. Have they? Yeah, apparently. Um, so um, they're, they're made up for the podium. Mm-hmm. So well done um, already. Yeah. So um, it's looking it's looking good. Um, so yeah, everyone's very excited. We're all thinking about their sprint now, um, and hats off to Sue in particular now. Sue, Tina, and, and Elaine probably who are gonna really kick into gear now and get the organisation yeah. of it um, together. I've done my bit to kind of get the finances together for it, yeah. which is kind of like a relief for me. Um, but it's yeah. just fantastic to see those numbers now, though, Paul. You know, because obviously we've gone through the whole winter with the entries opening and it being. Not sluggish, but you know, you're, you're worried, don't you? And then all of a sudden, it's the same, exactly the same pattern as last year. And at the end, it just falls off a cliff. Yeah. The thing is, though, Matthew, you can't, you can't assume that when you put it's the event idea. on, right, that people are going to come and sign up. You yeah. can't take it for granted. No, and no, I was a bit concerned that, this year yeah. that 
that because it was so good last year that I wanted to make sure that we didn't get complacent and just think that people would mm-hmm. sign up because they did last year. Just, you know, the calendar is quite quite crowded. Yeah. There are a lot of events out there. Yeah. Um, so um, you, know, you just you just have to work at it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, yeah, it's been anxious the last few weeks, making sure that those numbers do come through. But yeah, unfortunately, it always seems to be the case that yeah. people sign up like in the last week or 10 days. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you know. So I can sleep a little bit easier, right? Yeah. Because, you know. Um, wow. I wonder so, how many are repeat contracts. Oh, I don't know. We'll, well, have to, we'll have we could to. work that out, though, couldn't we? I suppose at the end. That's your job as well. Because uh, <laughs> the figures, facts and figures guy. Yeah, we'll look at, the, we'll look at who, who, who did it the previous year and, and mm-hmm. see where people are coming from and, and which clubs people are coming from. And we'll do a, we'll do a survey again uh, mm-hmm. to all of the participants to see how they found the event to make sure that we. Um, look to see what else we can do to improve yeah. it um, and you know the changes that we've made sort well, of the plastic free and how they go down yeah yeah you know um, I mean you, you heard a few comments that Blaine I, I did um, you know so it, we're on the message with this um, environmental thing so we'll, we'll look at the event afterwards mm-hmm. and, and think about what else we can do and see what our participants yeah. um, can suggest too because you know the more we can engage with them and, and keep in tune with what they want and put on the sort of event that they want that they want to take part in then the better it is I was amazed at Blaine to hear those environment, you know, the, the comments because I'd, you know, before talking to yeah, you about what yeah, you were doing yeah, with yeah. the Pondy and Try, yeah. I'd never even considered it, you know, just the way I am. I just, yeah, you know, yeah. float through whatever. Yeah. And then since you've put it in my head. whatever head or whatever, I heard these ladies saying, bloody hell, there's 4,600 plastic carry, carry bags, bags mm-hmm. either going to landfill. Yeah. Or going, you know, just chucked in the wherever or in the sea. Plus the plastic That's water yeah. bottles. So there's 4,600 yeah, bottles, yeah. bottles of what water. What they did do, there were paper cups, I noticed, yeah, at the were. water station because I was walking through, I walked through that, so I had two of those. But yeah, they were paper cups, but. Yeah, but so we all got a, didn't we all get a bottle of water in the, bottle in the of bag? Water at the end, yeah. In a plastic bag. You know? And yeah. And yeah, peas pudding sandwich was wrapped in cling film. I know, I know. It's, um, but we're not putting that down. I'm just no, saying, no, 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 absolutely yeah. not. We're yeah. not criticising that at all. It's no. just, it's just right. Let's just stop and think. And how can we do it better? Mm-hmm. You know, people. That's a lot of plastic. Well, we waste. talked about it last time, didn't we? About the challenge of of doing making these changes is easier for an event like our sprint, where there's only 150 yeah. people. Exactly but when there's thousands of people doing it, it's yeah. a much bigger challenge, and and it's a different mm-hmm. conversation to be had. You know, it is, yeah. You know, we, we, we can we can do without water bottles at our event, but you know, can you do that when there's four and a half thousand people? It's, it's a tough one. Probably I not. Only, I was only interested in the bottle of beer, never mind the water. <laughs> <laughs> I could have kept my water bottle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not interested, are you? No, no. Um so so yeah, it's um it's fantastic fun and it's a lot of effort. Um, and we're just looking forward to John McGargle organising some sunshine again. Yeah, but like you said, you know, his enthusiasm, his desire for the sun to shine, you know, his enthusiasm <laughs> for all the marshals to be as happy as he is, it's just, you know, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, so I grabbed him on the start line on Sunday and said, I've seen the numbers are up, put me down to marshal. So I'm going to oh, marshal. That's nice. Yeah, are you doing stuff. it or are you marshalling? I am marshalling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm marshalling. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Where are you, Marsha? Have you been given a spot yet? I haven't been given a spot yet, but I did suggest that I was in the same spot as last year, which is um, just as people are coming out of the car park, because that's a really good place to take pictures. Yeah. And I was on photo duty. Oh, were you on photos? Are you yeah. a bit of a photographer, right? Okay. Yeah. I'll be on the mountain line, I would think. I think I'm in transition somewhere. 
Mm. Oh, yeah. Alright. Uh, well, so to speak. Yeah, I'm yeah. in transition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, been doing that for a while. I know, I know. <laughs> so I'm not quite sure what's going on. Guys, I think that's a bit about yeah, it, isn't it? Yeah, there's no more shout-outs or anything like that, but we do want people to get in touch with I think that's what you keep saying to me. All right, so we have had an email in from uh, Martin Halsall, um, who uh, got in touch with us, um, because I don't know if any of you remember, but I think it might have been when you were in Kenya or before you went to Kenya, we did a review from Last KMS, do you remember? Yeah, yeah. How are they so getting on? They were getting on all right, yeah. Do you remember those thermal socks? Yeah. Because we reviewed these thermal socks. I don't know if you've, have no, you heard this I, one. I must have missed that one. Right. So Les Chemist got in touch, right, and they gave us these thermal socks to try out. Mm-hmm. I say thermal. What, what they are is, I mean, they are socks that have um, heating elements in them. And you can, when you put them on, you can control the heat and the temperature going through the sock by an app on your mobile phone. Right, yeah, I've heard this one. Yeah, I did. I and you said that would yeah. be handy for cross-country. Yeah. Or any time, really, because... Any time in the winter. Yeah, any time in the winter. So Martin, thank you, Martin, for getting in touch because he wanted to buy a pair, Mm -hmm. right, for his wife. Oh, I shouldn't say that. Well, maybe his wife's not listening. Could be a Christmas But Martin's listening. Mm -hmm. Um, So Martin, um, I hope you enjoy those socks. I did send you a link to them. Um, But I have to confess, I didn't actually know that they actually existed. I just made it all up. You made it up? Yeah, I made it totally up. But it works out that you can actually buy them. Because I found them on Amazon. Heated socks? Yeah, that you can control by an app on your phone. You, you can actually get them. So somebody else on the same wavelength as you, Paul. <laughs> but they're millionaires. You're, you're sort of the matter with the fresh orange. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how much they cost? How much? How much? 35 quid. In oh. advance on 35 quid? 40. 100 pounds? No. Yeah. Are you yeah. joking? No. No. Wow, says. Yeah, wow. Can you actually put them through the wash? I hope so. It's a good <laughs> And I hope that Martin's wife isn't listening. Yeah. Otherwise, she's <laughs> got a hundred pound pair of socks for Christmas. For Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Just imagine you're like you don't need to put underfloor heating in your house anymore, do you? Because you no. could just you could just walk around in your in your at home with these socks on. Yeah. Turn them up. Turn them up. Down up yeah. You wouldn't need underfloor heating because you've got it on your feet. Yeah, it'd be quite Same. nice to wear for bed. Actually. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, um, but less KMS, you know, they, they keep getting in touch. They're real though, aren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. perfectly real, yeah. Um, but, um, I mean, they're busy too with it being the summer season. So yeah. um, there's a lot of product out there that, that, that haven't got to me yet. Um, right. But um, stay the R&D tuned. The R&D department. Yeah, the R&D team are working, working hard. Overdrive. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, I mean, they had, they had talked about this, um, this device where, you know when you're running a long race, right? I've run plenty of long races. Right, and, and, and what goes through your mind, you know, how tired you are and how you just want to quit, right? So they, they, they've developed this, um, like, it's like a sweatband, really, and you put it around, it's got sensors around your head, right? And then it's got wires that go to the, a bit like those bone conductor earphones, right? And they sit on, on your temples, like, outside the ear, so you can wear them at UKA right. uh, races, and not get, not get, like, expelled, you know, from the race for wearing them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I do. Right, so you can headband, sensors on your head, all the way around your head, right? Uh, bone conductor earphones in, right? And then the sensors are picking up, like, all the things that are going through your body, all the sweat and the perspiration and all the, all the um, salts and all the kind of chemical reactions that are happening in your body and also your brain wavelengths. Mm-hmm. And then there's algorithms that are going on inside the chip at the back 
and it um, kind of picks up uh, patterns in those wavelengths and then there are preset pieces of um, audio that interpret those wavelengths and tell you how you're doing in your race as you're going along. Really? Yeah. So good, isn't it? So, what, so, 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 so when you think that at mile 20, you're thinking, I can't go on, mm -hmm. right? Somebody the tells audio you is saying you can't go on. Obviously. obviously. I've lost, I'm lost, Paul. Well, because it's picking up the, it's picking up the wavelengths, the brain wavelengths, right? Yeah. And it's telling you exactly that. Right. So it isn't just you saying it. Yeah, you're getting, you're getting oh, right. affirmation you're of that. that. Right. Yeah, you're getting affirmation of that. So then does it tell you what you can do about it? Like, oh, your body's telling you you can't go on, but you must. Oh, so, so you know how... <laughs> you... I thought it was going to pick up your negative thoughts and pump you full of happy thoughts. Ah, oh, this is where you know how these manufacturers, Laura, they always like to differentiate their products, yes. don't they? You know, you're an economist, right? We, have econ <laughs> yes. we know this stuff, right? So they give you, like, this base model, don't they? Yeah. Right, that does what I've just described, right? But if you want the, the happy thoughts, right, you have to upgrade, right. yeah, oh, obviously. Because right. they can't give it all that. away in the base model, can they? Because no, they never make can't. any money, mm -hmm. right? It's like Strava giving it for free, but yeah. they're trying to get people onto the premium yeah. product. It's the same sort of thing with this. Um, so if you upgrade to the pro version, obviously, called Pro for you know, Raw Pros, um, <laughs> you get the happy thoughts and, right. and you get some, like, coaching, mm -hmm. like... This is what you need to do to kind of get through the next... Because it knows how far you've gone because of all the things, right? It's essentially Strava, so it yeah. knows you've done 20 miles, right? So it knows whereabouts you are in the race and it can um, you know, give you the appropriate messages right. um, at the appropriate time um, to help get you through. I think it's on a winner. I think they're on a winner again, these guys. You know, I, I have all these thoughts, you know. <laughs> Maybe and you should give it a try. Have they sent you one to try? Uh, I'm waiting for one. They've said there's one out there, uh, and I said I want it for Berlin. Oh, um, that would be amazing. So that would be the road test. How long is it till Berlin? 16, just September. under, six, yeah, 16 weeks. Similar to Chicago. Yeah, so the training officially started yesterday for some of us. It started today for those who are lagging behind mm -hmm. the training schedule, naming no names. Um, but yeah. yeah, yeah, Mark Carpenter's been great. He's got a plan, hasn't he? he together has? for you, me, and Paul, and I'm sure he'd help anybody. Um, so we've got a, I've got a spreadsheet now. Yeah, and that's taken a lot of the anxiety out, out of it for me because I've never trained properly before. I've never known what I've been doing, but just having that laid out for me takes all of that out of my mind. I just follow it. I don't have yeah. to think. Yeah, I've always done it. I've always done a plan, but never, but follow, try to follow, but never stuck to it religiously. But yeah. I think you're totally right. Having the, that week by week thing on my fridge or on my desk at work does help. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. With the anxiety side of it, hundred percent. Because you know, if I can get through this, then I'm sort of marathon ready. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you don't have that, I'm already. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. And it's nice to see it on a spreadsheet as well when you tick it off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. You're done. You're done. Done. And you, and you don't want to be that. You know, you don't want to arrive on that day when, when you haven't done it and you can't tick it off. You want to tick it off, don't you? Yes. Every time. Yeah. Because you know that if you don't tick it off, you kind of. Fail's too strong a word, right? Because life does get in the way and it's not possible to do like every one every time. But you do feel like you've missed yeah, you something do. that you shouldn't have, really. Um, so, so yeah, that's what we're occupied with. What about next week? What about this weekend? Because we're quite busy. Yeah. This weekend? Park Run Challenge. Is it Park Run Challenge this weekend? Yeah. yeah. Ooh, where is it? Salt Park. Park. Gateshead. Gateshead, so that's Ooh. the 15th of June. Two and a half laps, really, three laps of that. Yeah, Ooh. exactly. So we've missed two of those as well, actually. 
um, off the, since since the last time there was one at Rising Sun on the fourth of May and Whitley Bay. Whitley Bay on the twenty fifth. Um, Who's currently leading? Paul O'Neill. Again, how is he? How is he pulling these PVs out the back? Because he's not. He's only had two PVs, but he ah. turns up to every single park run ever Amazing. in the world ever, doesn't he? So <laughs> and he does all the stats. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know who's leading the ladies. I want to say Esme. Um, I think it is Esme. Yeah, and yeah. again, I don't know how she's still yeah. pulling PVs out the back, but is managing to do it. Yeah, consistency. So, mm-hmm. That's what it is. and I obviously away in the lakes at the weekend. Mm-hmm. And then the following weekend, it's coast to coast cycle ride. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is going to be fun. Thank you to the Levisons for organising that. But I look yeah. forward to the review of that because that'll be quite interesting. I want to know what's really happened. I've spoken to a few people about what they do on that, but you know, I'd like to hear a, a real what and all <laughs> about what it's like. Maybe we can record ourselves climbing up. Yeah, the yeah. Side. that's probably a good idea when yeah. you get the hard, top of the hard side. <laughs> Maybe coast to coast unsaddled. Yeah. <laughs> unsaddled. <That's> <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the episode that we all want to listen to. Yeah, exactly. I think I've been told just to kind of enjoy it and not to stress out too much about the hills on day one. I stress out. Because Ali yeah. did the one with Triumph View or something uh, last week last or the week before when he yeah. said it was really laid back. Just so those guys that wanted to take it easy could just take as long as they wanted, no mm. stress. And I'm sure that the club one will be exactly the same. Yeah. So just I would definitely not get yourself stressed about There's it. There's 20 people, I think, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. There'll be a range of people, mm. really, really fast people like Matthew Levison, and then there'll be us at the back and everyone back. in between. It'll be yeah. fine. Just think about that meal at Alston. Yeah, I'm just looking for. I'm, I'm pleased I'm booked into that nice hotel. <laughs> I'm not at the youth hostel, I have to say, but that's just me getting old. But um, mind you, Elliot said the youth hostel last week. It was good, wasn't it? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. He said it was good. He said there was a snore in the room. I think, which doesn't help. Yeah. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, but hey ho, it's all part of it, yeah. isn't it? So it's a different kind of experience. But yeah. um, so there's always that option. Um, but yeah, there's twenty of us and good good crowd. I think we've all been out at some point together over the last sort of month or six to eight weeks, just trying to get out on the bike. But um, but yeah, it's been good. I think that's been helping my running actually. I think I'm getting out on the bike. You Definitely, know, I think yeah. it has helped. I think if you're, if you're bike fit, you you know you're fit. You're gonna yeah, be run fit as well. It's been good. Okay, folks. Well, we're rippling on. So it's been great to see you too. Thanks for turning up and thank you for your contribution. I hope everyone's enjoyed that uh, good club round up there. Um, and well, stay tuned. There's lots to come. A couple of weeks' time, then we'll have a debrief from coast to coast, and um, probably the sprint try and um, the legsman. Um, yes. Thought you were uh, going to forget that. Then. You thought I was going to forget? No, no, no. Yeah. I've got it all under control. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so stay tuned. Thanks for listening, and we shall see you again next time. Thanks. Bye. Okay, so folks, you probably thought the podcast was over, didn't you? But we actually forgot <laughs> to mention a very important item. So if you're still listening, Matty, we need to talk about something, don't we? We do, yeah. This, um, the all-new, in capitals, Summer Handicap. The inaugural It is, yeah. First, handicap, first time it? we've done it in the summer, yeah. So that is on the 26th of June, replacing the scheduled, well, the usual Wednesday session. So that's all groups will do the 5K handicap race. And the whole point of the handicap system is that it can is inclusive for every single member that turns up on the night to run. Yeah. And that's all the way through from the beginners who um, will be off first to the C group, to the B group, to the A, Bs, and then the A's. And it should be graded so everybody finishes in and around the same time so nobody feels that they're left out on the course. Um, or at the last or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. And it's 
you know, you guys have done the one in the winter before. I've never done it. Do you know what? I've never done it. I've never done it. Right. Well, yeah. I have, yeah. and I've really enjoyed it. But the thing is, you can't see where you're going, so that kind of holds you back a little bit. You have to tread carefully. So doing it in the summer is going to be a totally different ballgame. Yeah, loads of people at the last one said I really enjoyed that, but I really couldn't let go, let loose, because I was worried about where I was running and cars and things like that. So what I'm going to possibly have to do, I'll put a, we're probably going to have a marshal on Broadway as well, if you can want to volunteer for that. But I know you like being a marshal. Um, no, I've got plenty of people you can run. Um, so yeah, so it's going to be great in the sun. Hopefully Wednesday night, followed by the AGM. Yes, be there or be square. Yeah, in the, uh, as far as I'm aware, um, Helen will correct me, and we'll do that in the next podcast. But it's definitely it's it's it is it is at the social club. Follows the race, follows the session. It's not that long, is it, the AGM? We just talk. It depends how much you wit on about money and things like that. <laughs> but I'll, you know, you can promise now. I'm going, on, do, you I'm, can, I'm going to do a PowerPoint presentation, apparently. No, don't say that, because nobody's going to turn up. Uh, OK, I'm not, I'm not going to do a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just going to do it verbally. No, no, I've already joked. Yeah, the social club, uh, for people who don't know where that is, um, it's, it's between, uh, like, Waitrose and uh, Merton Way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's where we did the one at Christmas, and it's fantastic in there now, because they've done it out, and we'll have that room again, won't we, with our own private bar, and yeah, yeah. it'll be... It'd be a hoot, really, wouldn't it? Well, the handicap, like I say, it operates like a park run. You get a token when you finish. goes against your time. Times I'll get them out the next day. It's about 150 metres from the social club, which you've described where it is. Yeah. So we'll walk straight there as a group. Yeah. Brilliant. Get the beers in. A few beers. It's Do the AGM. Very cheap Jobs to do the AGM, good. yeah. And then have a bit of a social after that. And it's the last Wednesday in the month, which obviously lines oh. up with a few beers anyway. So, yeah. yeah. So it all works well. So please... If you can run five kilometres, or even run walk five kilometres, yeah, yeah, come along. Let me know if you can in advance that you're going to run because it does make it easier to plan the handicap. That's not necessarily that important. Come along to the Wednesday session on the twenty sixth. Be great to have big numbers. We had seventy at Christmas, so we must beat that. I think yeah. we probably will, won't we? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it is good fun because everyone does finish together, and you never get a chance to have A's, B's, and C's all finishing a race together. And the beginners this time as well, uh-huh. just the culmination of their couch to five k as well. Oh, that'll be fab! So that's their tenth week, and they're going to do the five k handicap all together, which would be great. It's just a great way to to meet, for everyone to meet everyone, you know, because you don't always meet everyone, yeah. uh, do you? So. No. Um, and then and please do come to the AGM after, as you say, as well. So Yeah, it's not... St- um, and trying to make it not like not stuffy mm-hmm. or anything. It'll be pretty relaxed. There'll be beers flowing. and yeah. um, But there'll be a bit of formality, but we'll keep it as uh, brief as we can and just to what we need to do. Um, you know, we, we're a very open club, so if anybody has got any questions that they want to put to the committee, then... We could, we'll take them at any time, but that's a good time to kind of yeah. um, you know, talk to us. And, and definitely meet don't people. be put off by the fact that it is the AGM after, but oh, I don't want to go because I'm not involved or anything like that. But it's not like that, is it? At all? No, it's yeah. just for the members, you know. Yeah. Um, everyone can come, you know, yeah. um, and, and see how the club operates, you know. Honest. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, as I say, we'll not keep everyone longer than we need to. We'll try and get through the business. But um, yeah, if you haven't been to one before, to see how the club operates and how, how it's kind of organised, then um, you can come and meet us. I'm more than happy. And there'll be a bit of music probably from the Leversons and mm-hmm. I mean you'll make sure the beers are flowing probably. So oh, no, um yeah. yeah, good to see uh, as many of you there as possible. Great. Well thanks so, for letting me uh, put that out there for. So is there anything else, Matty? <laughs> well, that's it now. <laughs> sorry. Sure? Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. Really we're gonna all go, we're gonna all go home now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks, thanks again. See you soon.
Okay, folks. Well, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Thanks for listening and see you next time.